following podcast contains adult themes such as drinking and violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to Tablet, a micro RPG podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm one of the hosts and the editor of this production. Tablet is an excuse to get my friends Max, Matt, and Manny to play micro RPGs with me. We are all interested in game design as well as actual play, so each game will get a review at the end. Stick around to hear our opinion, as well as if we would put this game back on the table, or if we would shelve it and not play it later. Our first up, er, In this episode here, we're going to play Dr. Magnet Hands by Grant Howitt. You can pick it up for yourself at rookrowananddecard.com. Okay, so, hi, I'm Tim, I've introduced myself already. Let's go around the table and get everyone else also in on the introductions. What's up? I'm Matt. I that's about Pronounce. it. Hi Matt. <laughs> pronouns? Oh yeah, pronouns. He him. I'm Manny. Uh, they them pronouns. And I'm Max. Also they them pronouns. I, I also forgot he him. Um, so in Doctor Magnet Hands, uh, y'all are going to be playing ridiculous superheroes pulled from a collection of random. Uh, stuff that we created so i'm curious who you will all be playing today um so who wants to go first what what superheroes are we going to be seeing at this table everyone just immediately <laughs> looked at me you okay okay so i'm going to start off by making things incredibly difficult for everyone excellent stupendous my name um in this um their uh secret identity name uh they were uh the name on their birth certificate is matt (laughs) however (laughs) however in a long history of genderqueer naming conventions they change one letter in their birth name to an x so now they go by max Their superhero name is uh, the Code Switch, <laughs> and they are invisible, but only to cishet men. <laughs> invisible Fantastic. to cishet men. Okay. Oh, uh, will you hand me a note card? Yes. Because I would. I'm not going to remember everyone's names. <laughs> that is a good point. I will do that as well. All right. I'm going to go up next. Uh, I go either, I go by either Otto, Bill, or Trent, because I'm actually three children in a, in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three kids in a trench coat. And what were those names again? Otto, Bill, and Trent. It's not quite a coin flip because it's a one-third chance as to who's, who's got their head sticking out the top that, on that on a given day. Or bot for short. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And uh, Max, who are you playing as today? Beep burp. I am Doombot. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll be playing Doombot. Beep burp. Oops, I I wrote Doombot instead of Max. So Max played... You're already in character. <laughs> it's happening. I did it again. My brain's turning You're off. doing it, Peter. <laughs> He's doing it, Peter. He's playing with us. Okay. All right. So uh, 
the the next important thing we need for the story of Dr. Magnet Hands is a particular location that we're starting our adventure at. It's it's going to be one of y'all's secret hideouts. So whose secret hideout are we currently at? I mean, mine is a treehouse. That's very good. It's very good. The yes. woods creaking underneath Doombot. <laughs> yes. Yep, for sure. And the oh, best... I can put this out in front of... But the best part is because the three boys aren't men yet. They can see you. The code it's switch. True. <laughs> it's true. I... <laughs> I just read the card for Doombot. <laughs> it's even oh, better. See it. C- could you read it out? The card for Doombot is a doomsday machine that runs on Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so it's a doomsday machine. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I wrote that. Nice, excellent. <laughs> I should have wrote doomsday machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're hanging out. In the treehouse. In um is it is it uh Otto's parents treehouse? It's actually Bill's. Okay, B- B- <laughs> Bill's parents treehouse. Yep. The okay. One, the one in their backyard? Yep. How high off the ground is it? It's about 4 feet. About 4 feet. Oh that's wow. A, that's okay. A ni- that's a nice treehouse. I uh, will add the uh, the English maybe that Doombot is not in the treehouse but is standing next to it on the ground and it's just tall enough that they're just like looking in. Yep. And part of the group but definitely not in the treehouse. Love it. Okay. So, in Doctor Magnet Hands, <laughs> to, to explain some rules to our to our audience listening, um, everyone has four pieces of paper that are their powers, their friends, their abilities, their uh, magical items that they've acquired of their course of being very cool superheroes. Um, when a challenge approaches they will use these powers abilities friends uh, and items to uh save the day by simply saying that they do so um (laughs) the first challenge is of course bill's dad arthur (laughs) (laughs) he uh he walks out to the treehouse hiking up his khaki shorts um that he uh that almost touch his bright white socks that are tucked well i guess the the socks can't be tucked into shoes that's that's how they work (laughs) (laughs) no but he probably has like flops that's what it is he has like birkenstock sandals oh i was thinking like white new balance i I was kind of thinking about new balances and i was like how do i describe his new balances in relation to his shorts Mm. i was about to ask if he could see me but then you answered my question without even (laughs) oh yeah no he's got no idea you're there (laughs) um uh he 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 calls up and he goes, uh, uh, Bill, uh, you, uh, you up there with your friends? Yep. Uh, I got a, uh, a letter for you in the mail there. And, um, he, uh, takes a sip out of his sparkling water with a hint of lime. <laughs> 
Now, I have placed both cards down on the table, Arthur and Sparkling Water with a Hint of Lime. These are challenges that our incredibly cool heroes must take out somehow in order in order to continue. Okay. He takes the letter and barely reaching above his chest height, uh, he co- he places the letter on the rail of the treehouse. Inside the letter, written in a script that can only de- be described as magnetic, <laughs> it reads, Heroes, you cannot stop me! I am Dr. Magnet Hands, you see, as you could probably tell. Uh, you see, in my super secret moon base on the moon, I am planning some sort of evil destructive device that will destroy all of Earth. You cannot stop me. You should give up now. Please send a white flag via post. Thank you. <laughs> Signed, Dr. Magnetans. <laughs> so now you know both where he is, what he's going to do, and his first minion is in front of you. What do you do? I have a card that I think, I would argue beats both of them, but definitely beats one. Okay. All right. Um, so if you have a card that can beat both of them, does someone have a card that could specifically only beat Arthur or specifically only beat Sparkling Water with a Hint of Lime? Mm, um, does it have to be, can it be the one that we've already played or can we play another uh, one? Yes, you, your your name tag is also a playable card. If, if okay. you're like, I'm just going to drink his water, that counts. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you cash out all four of your cards... You die dramatically. <laughs> oh, so oh, we only have one use of this. One, one use oh, of each card. Shit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. I didn't either. Oh. Mm. I think I can maybe use mine to get rid of both of them as well. So if anyone else has one. So All right. uh, between the two of you, you each have one that could take out one of the other. Why don't you go first then? All right. So here's the deal. Uh, after reading over the letter... Bill looks out over the railing of the of the treehouse and says, you're not my real dad and I can do what I want because I'm a rich boy with dead parents. <laughs> Matt has played a rich boy with dead parents. Incredible. Arthur is canceled out by that. Uh, oh, my he, God. He, he, he bites his lip hidden under his uh, mustache and says, OK, who's going to defeat the sparkling water with a hint of lime he clutches in his hand. That's a brutal KO. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even my real dad. Uh, it's okay, kid. I'll be your dad now. <laughs> um, do we have to play a card? Can we just drink it? Um, uh, you, I mean, if you if if you, a, a card must be played to remove it, if you decide to just drink it, you could just play yourself. It would eliminate your ability to use it for a later thing. I know. that's. But you have to play a card to do an action. You must play a card to do oh, an okay. action. You, I mean, you can describe whatever you want to do, but in order to remove this card, yeah. you must play a card. Play a card of your yes. own. Got it. God, I don't have anything. I mean, I was going to say a rich boy obviously has taste, so he would get, like, he wouldn't have sparkling water with a hint of lime. I feel like maybe the rich boy with dead parents would be like, you're not my real dad, and also give me your drink. (laughs) (laughs) I paid for that. Oh, my God. This Um, is my mom's house. (laughs) 
I'm now envisioning like a treehouse at like Wayne Manor. Yeah, <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> just, it, just an incredibly fancy treehouse. <laughs> yep. Um, I really don't have anything that I could use. Hmm. That would directly involve it, unless it's are, just are, myself. Are the three of you going to be defeated by a simple no. sparkling water with a hint of lime? <sighs> Dr. Magnetons would love this! Dr. Magnetons' voices is not from any particular country. Please ignore all attempts at good Dr. <laughs> Magnetons' voice. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different every time. Um, okay, this is not great, but... Um, Light on us. Uh, so, um, code switch... Um, sticks a hand in their pocket and pulls out a loose handful of gravel and throws it out of the treehouse, just knocking the sparkling water bottle over onto the ground. <laughs> oh, dang it, it is literally a loose handful of gravel. <laughs> oh, dang it. My water's got gravel in it. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you, 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 you kids have a good one. And he, he goes back inside uh, on his way, he uh, he turns off the grill. I don't think he's going to make any hamburgers today. Oh, sad. <laughs> Dejected. <God>. <laughs> we are starting on a doozy. All right, so TPK'd this first yeah. boss. Yeah, right so there. my question now is: How are you going to get to Doctor Magnet Hands's moon base on the moon? This is the only one that you have to play a card that doesn't have a corresponding card that to play against it. Mm. So this is the one card you have to spend in order to get to the moon. Hmm. All right. Beep boop, friends. This is an urgent matter. I have an idea, but I will require copious amounts of the delicious substance Mountain Dew. <laughs> Please acquire me as much as possible. And I, my vision would be, I'm a Doombot that can operate on Mountain Dew. And I, we already established I am big. I'm big enough to be on the ground uh-huh. and tall enough to look into the treehouse. And I think I could easily fit two people inside of me. Oh, technically four. Four people. Four pe- uh, yes. Three, <laughs> one of the people is three kids. And they're small. <laughs> and also rich. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could easily buy me all the Mountain Dew that I require, and the Doombot can simply elevate you all to space. Well, here, here's the best part. <laughs> I was expecting rocket feet. No. Or like a jetpack, <laughs> and you're just like, no, 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 we're just going to extend the legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, here's the best part. Because, yeah, we might be in Bill's treehouse, uh-huh. but Trent... Trent's arm reaches out from the bottom third of the trench coat mm. to the mini fridge that's, that's sitting right beside the, uh, the balcony. Uh-huh. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> and you, he opens it, and it's every flavor of Mountain Dew imaginable in there. You got Code Red. You got Baja Blast. You got Livewire. We've got Gingerbread Snapped. I don't know what you're Whoa. on about. Whoa. And all the weird ones that they sell in other countries. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, Doombot, beep boop, beep boop, reaches out one long telescoping arm and uh, hooks up a straw, which punches instantly into different cans oh, and I guess basically shotguns all of <laughs> <laughs> and proceeds to drink furiously. 
So the the, the four of you besides Doombot all climb inside Doombot. Mm-hmm. Doombot's legs extendo into space. Yes. Uh, slowly. Slow. S- slowly. Yeah. So feet on the ground, uh-huh. and I am just elevating. <laughs> mountain, mountain Dew by Mountain Dew. Yep. <laughs> About the speed of an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes us three weeks to get to the moon, <laughs> but we get there. The, the, uh, we're gonna do a do a do a spiral time wipe. Yep. Um, <laughs> to, uh, to indicate that time has passed, uh, Doombot reaches uh, their arms out, grabs hold of the moon above them, mm. and then starts pulling their legs back up from Earth. Yeah, that's how that sure. works. Yeah, um, 100%. So, love it. Love it. So now uh, the three. I mean. Five of you are on the moon. <laughs> Does Doombot's legs also retract so they're on the moon? Eventually, yes. Okay. Yes. So another three weeks while their legs like <laughs> raise up to get to the moon. Uh, a second time wipe happens. <laughs> um, so on the moon, there is a large crater in front of you. This crater is just astronomically big. And in the center of it, also incredibly large, is a huge horseshoe magnet-shaped office building. Mm. This is Dr. Magnahan's secret lair. You think they would have put cloaking devices on that or something, but Mm. all right. (laughs) At which point Otto pipes up from uh, the middle middle chunk of the trench coat. (laughs) Hey, guys. It's the secret moon base on the moon. I think it's Dr. Magnet Hands. Let's go check it out. Beep boop. Beep boop. At which point Trench starts, starts walking. Uh, suddenly. Out of, no, other out way. Of me? Other way. Other way. How are you guys all surviving on the moon? Don't worry about it. Okay. It's an 80s cartoon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Just then you hear a voice behind you. A voice you recognize, but you're not certain from where. It's Blorfo. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Blorfo? <laughs> He's the man with the ability to score weed anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Blorfo says, hey, guys, you're not supposed to be here. Didn't you read Dr. Magnet Hans's letter? He specifically told y'all heroes to stay on Earth. Now... We could all go our separate ways. You, I could give you guys a little weed if you want. I got a hookup. I just talk to him, get you guys a little of that sticky icky, and you guys could just go on home. Does that does that work for you? I really wish I had a card for Dare right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the two oh cards God. I've played that must be defeated, of course, are Blorfo, the famous character that shows up at the end of Marvel movies that people know. Um, right, and Nash. also, also the ability to score weed anywhere. Mm. Um, Blorfo, Bor- Blorfo's incredibly good secret superpower special ability. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay. I'm going to use my superpower, um, which is that I am in fact invisible, but only to cishet men. And <laughs> this guy is as cishet as they come. <laughs> so I adjust my, um, 
uh, domino mask in the colors of the non-binary flag. <laughs> and I just walk around behind Blorfo and snap his neck. <laughs> oh my god! In well, the, here's the thing. Oh in, the, in order to distract him? Yeah, in the moment before that happens... <laughs> You have to also remove his ability to, to score weed anywhere, which well, I think should be taken care of before we take out Blorfo. Well, well killing him removes that ability, right? <laughs> no. Well, here's the deal. Wait, He's, what? We got to distract Both him. cards must be removed. The here's, order it happens, it also has to make a little bit of sense. <laughs> here's the deal. We got to distract him so you can do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you're invisible, but yeah. cards are cards. And he could so hear. He might That's be scoring true. stuff. and uh, uh, Weed, specifically. Yeah. Mm. That's all he could score. And He's uh, never scored any other limited drug. abilities. Yeah. Exactly. Clearly. <laughs> hey man. So I gotta do. What I gotta do. Uh, the kids in the trench coat are like, drugs are bad, but we know people who do that like to get food. So we have the smallest of French fries available. <laughs> oh, the smallest of fries. Oh man, that's like three French fries and a teeny tiny McDonald's thing. That's Aww. really cool. I'm gonna eat. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, Blorco just... has been killed. Now, uh, for those of you who have used your own personal card abilities, uh, be aware that you can't use them again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to make you hand them in like we have been the other ones. All right. So, with Blorfo eliminated. <laughs> Excellent. This game is all about wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times you just wanted to snap a man's neck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. Zero. <laughs> Check oh, your privilege. Check. <laughs> That's definitely not true. <laughs> uh, so the three of you, five of you, uh, walk Thanks, up yeah. to the entrance to the, this moon base on the moon. And I got to make sure which, which card I'm actually using correctly. Okay. Uh, between you, it... Uh, Suddenly you hear a honk. Oh, no. Honk. <laughs> oh, no. Is it's, it the horrible goose? It's the goose. <laughs> and he's got a nuclear bomb. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Does, quick, does anybody have the gardener? <laughs> yeah. A I rake. I, uh, honk, honk, honk. I have something. My powers are not useful here. <laughs> Nothing can stand in the way of the goose. <laughs> Doombot steps forward. Beep, burp, beep, burp. Watch this. Stand back. And something cranks in Doombot's central compartment. And suddenly a little window opens and a gigantic reel of paper shoots out. Very thin and very long and seemingly infinitely long. <laughs> it is the entirety of the novel Moby Dick in really fine print <laughs> that is ejecting wildly from Doombot's body and wraps immediately all around the goose's eyes and head and face and body, trapping the goose like a mummy. So the goose running around for but a moment, honking until its mouth is covered. Uh, the, the, the goose uh, falls over, honking quietly in a giant pile of mm-hmm. incredibly fine print Moby Dick. Um, Correct. The, the, the white whale of a goose uh-huh. is eliminated. However, there is still a nuclear bomb. It's counting down. 14, 13. What do you do? Oh, um. 
Oh my god. Oh god, I don't know. All right, I I'll I'll throw this one, but I've only got my name left afterwards, so. Okay. Hold on, folks. I think I misplaced this as Captain Hemisphere drops out of the sky. Oh, <laughs> what's Captain Hemisphere? Captain Hemisphere is the uh, he's the Saturday morning cartoon that runs on the other channel. This okay. is a crossover episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. He's currently on an errand for the uh, for the Pentagon and uh, he accidentally misplaced a nuclear bomb. So he's actually got to drop in, pick this up and then swing it back. There may or may not be an end credit epilogue that shows him actually getting the, the accolades from the generals for... For solving the nuclear crisis. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Captain Hemisphere. He's, the, he's in like, the end credits, there's someone, who's, uh, the president is thanking Captain Hemisphere, and he's like, we're so glad that you got both nuclear bombs. And Captain <laughs> Hemisphere goes, what? <laughs> Next time. He, he's about half as important as, as Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. What a lucky break for us. Wow, amazing. <laughs> what a stroke of luck. So, you, the three of you walk through the, this office building, complete with uh, chairs, cubicles, uh, little little computer stations, uh, a little, little tasteful coffee bar. Mm. Um, it's got like six floors of this. There's no one here. It looks like it's never been used. For some reason, Dr. Magnet Hands shipped all of this to the moon because he could. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah, deep. Code deep. Switch definitely grabs an iced coffee at every <laughs> coffee bar on the way up. Just so, stack them up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So by the time they meet Dr. Magnet Hands, they're just like vibrating <laughs> on iced coffee. Yeah. I think Doombot also on the way through, anytime we pass a mini fridge, has a little <laughs> look-see and grabs any of the Mountain Dews. <laughs> Um, so mini Mountain Dews, iced coffees, iced coffees, iced coffees, and iced coffees in hand. Um, you, upon searching the entire building, finally find your way to the roof. On the roof, the door swings open, banging against the outside, uh, uh of the bill of the building. A huge section of this building is completely flat with like nothing in between you a table a microphone and dr magnet hands and his friend a podcaster (laughs) (laughs) and the podcaster uses his secret power of having a hangover For our audience, I just randomly reached into the bowl to pull out a hangover as the ability. Um, He says into his microphone, Hey, uh, welcome to this uh, fine episode of uh, Talking About Blorf. Uh, We're gonna just uh, have a nice little moment where we uh, play a little music for you, and after that music break, we'll be right back in with... um, with the Dr. Magnet Hand's announcement on how he's going to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. The music starts playing. How are you going to defeat him before he comes back online? Mm. <clears throat> I mean, you feel like this is where we just cut the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we failed. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> it's happening now. No. 
Um, I mean, I don't have a hangover this time. <laughs> Who's going to be able to take out this man's hangover? Take, take out? Cure? I don't know what that even means. Here's here's the problem. I have a single card left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have two. I'm trying to get real creative. Me too. Um. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right. Okay. Beep, burp. Beeper, Doombot slides forward. Excuse me, podcaster, sir. I believe you may want this. And reaches up onto their head and takes down a hat, which is quite cold because it is actually a cooler for their Mountain Dews. (laughs) And inside, there is a... Bottle of water and a slushy and a little sandwich. Nice. And some Advil. And hands over the hat cooler to the podcaster, thus leveraging their really cool hat. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. The card, a really cool hat, came in handy. I wasn't expecting that. It's to the letter of the card. Yep, yep. That it hat is, cooler. is really cool. So okay. he has like a beautiful bottle of water and a uh-huh. nice little sandwich and all the things hey, that you would want hey, for a hangover. Hey, hangover. thanks, Doom Spot. That's really. I'm I'm back to to Bor- Borfo again. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks. That's really nice of you, Bieber. You are welcome. Oh, I'm so sorry for this, especially to you, Max. <laughs> Are you going to kill this Are you one kill too? The podcaster too? I am not, but I am going to stride over and angrily sit down at the podcast table. So, like when I speak on mic, I am going to call him out for Native American appropriation <laughs> because he has a really clean mohawk, <laughs> and that is. Just not something that in 2022 white people should be a part of. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and for our, for I, our audio listeners, love you to death. Oh no! Both Max and I have mohawks. <laughs> they're not like that. No, no, they're not. They're not like that. I promise. <laughs> but I am hoping to like um, <laughs> weaponize the 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 liberals. <laughs> And get his podcast canceled. Oh, Oh, no. no. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Damn it. Unbelievable. (laughs) He feverishly tries to apologize. Uh, He doesn't do a very good job. He somehow makes it worse. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. It doubles down. Yeah, it doubles down. Just does a bad job of it, uh, all in all. Uh, he's completely distracted. He's completely forgot that he was supposed to announce uh, Dr. Magnet Hands' super, super evil plan. So Dr. Magnet Hands jumps on the table, <laughs> puts his hand out, which, of course, is a giant magnet. Mm. Uh, his hands are a pair of horseshoe magnets. Suddenly, That's what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah. Right. Suddenly, a, uh, the, 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 the microphone just like clinks to one of his hands. It's just like a bunch of random paper clips and scraps and <laughs> other garbage. And he says to the microphone, and it echoes across the moonscape. And he goes like, you think you have defeated me, Dr. Magnet Hands? Well, I'm going to reveal my incredibly, incredibly good thing that I'm going to destroy the entire world with. And he reaches behind him, and he pulls out a plush octopus. <laughs> oh... Okay, I feel really bad because one of us is going to die. Uh, 
Oh, I say as is, is, is Dooms- the doomsday machine. That no, runs there, there, there's Doom. one left. Uh, th- no, this was the one I already used. Oh, okay, uh, so just, yeah, like, one of down. one of you is gonna die. I did this on purpose. I know. Who's who's gonna die to defeat a plush octopus? So, I feel like as the only adult <laughs> in the situation. You're, you're an adult. They're a robot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like I have to protect the three children in a trench coat. And I am going to use my last card. Um, and because I am invisible to cishet men, which I am assuming Dr. Magnet Hands <laughs> is. I think so. I run up and I grab Doombot. Uh, so the card I'm playing is invisibly, uh, or is in is invisible. His oh, ability. You, um, you have both the power to not be seen and also invisibility. Amazing. <laughs> yep. Um, so um, I'm going to grab Doombot, who is presumably made of magnets, and oh, hurl them. Or uh, presumably made of metal, and hurl them towards Doctor Magnet Hand. And as we've already established, Doombot is very large. <laughs> so between the force of me shoving Doombot towards Magnet Hands and the fact that they are very large, I'm hoping that the magnets of Doctor Magnet Hands will attract Doombot to him and just kind of squash him. Un- and like pin the plush octopus under Dr. Magnet hands under a giant doom bot. <laughs> a huge cacophony of metal magnets and uh, soft uh, plush cotton fluff um, <laughs> uh, hits the, the, the ground. The, the edge of the building is dented under Doombot's weight. And suddenly you can no longer hear Dr. Magnet Hand's incredibly strange voice. The three of you have beaten Dr. Magnet Hand's. Five of us. (laughs) Four. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Technically, technically Code Switch is dead. Um, How did that happen? I think in my, uh, like... Pushing the Doombot towards Dr. Magnet Hands, um, I um, got caught in the treads of Doombot's legs, tires, whatever they are, um, and got kind of like trampled a little bit. And because um, I am, in fact, uh, a non-binary superhero, my facial piercings were sucked out of my face. Um, I'm just like lighting Max up today. ring flies out of my eye my septum piercing like shoots out of my nose and i'm just like bleeding from all of the holes in my face and as i lie dying um (laughs) seeing that i have saved that we have saved the world i look up at doombot and the future of superheroes these three children in the trench coat Uh, auto billy and what trent yes and i say Oh, real original, another barriered gaze trope. (laughs) And then I die. (laughs) Oh, brutal. Holy shit. That's super wild. I fucked this whole game, guys. (laughs) I love it. I love it. it. Uh, This has been my last uh, game here at Table (laughs) It after. 
<laughs> offending everyone, both at the table and <laughs> and any listeners we may have out there. Oh okay, I, I had so much fun with this. This game is ridiculous, oh. and you all have uh, wildly exceeded my this expectations. Shit. I, I had a card I didn't use. Yeah, let's. Uh, what was it? Let, yeah, let's go through what we had left. Sexy vampires. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that would have been a great thing Sexy to use at basically any time. Oh <laughs> Completely. man. Yes. Two cards that I drew and ended up not using is bubbles oh. and cheating. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get cheating in there, but I just mm. couldn't come up with anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is the end of Dr. Magma Hands. It's a much shorter game than a lot of other games. Which Incredible. I, really I love it. Um, so Save it let, for the review. <laughs> let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll review Dr. Magma Hands. I feel like my review is going to be a little bit biased, but I'm not uh, I'm not ashamed of it whatsoever. So as our GM yeah. for this one, you are hey, leading us in the hey, review uh, discussion, right? Welcome back to Table It. I hope you had a nice break. I know I did. Um, so now we're going to get into our review section of Dr. Magnet Hands by, uh, by Grant Howitt. Um, so we're going to uh, start off with uh, likes and dislikes. Who wants to go first? I, I will go first. I like that it's a party game that you don't have to spend money on. Mm. That is straight up the best part about this. Agreed. Um, you can use you can use a mixing bowl and a couple of sheets of paper, and you have a game. Yep. Um, dislikes. Um, it's a game about playing the table, mm-hmm. but that's uh-huh. very very minor. Um. In those situations where I wouldn't want to play the table, I just wouldn't be at the table. So yeah. it's not really even, it doesn't even really qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I agree. Knocking <laughs> my mic over. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, a podcaster with a hangover. <laughs> um yeah, I think I agree with you, Matt. I love that it's a party game you don't have to spend money on. I love the versatility of it because mm-hmm. Matt and I were talking about this a little bit earlier of like my personal comedy style is like really long sentences full of like really ridiculous words. And then you compound that with like bubbles. <laughs> or, like, the complete um, the complete text of Moby Dick in very fine print and then Dennis Um, (laughs) and I love that that's extremely my jam of humor the dislikes are like again very minor of you don't necessarily know what you can do with your cards when you just draw them Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's because like I had three that I'm like these are never going to come up and then because of that like earlier in the game I was like when do I play these? Is it like, I feel like I'm not contributing. Uh, and so it, that was like a little weird, but that's a very minor thing. Um, um, I'll save that for later. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. I think I definitely share the likes. I love that it is so, so, so easy to get into and teach easy enough. You know, if you can play telephone or, um, you know, charades or something like any basic party game, you can play this and teach it to anybody. Um, 
I also really love the randomized quality of drawing these different things from the bowl. I think especially the more players you have, like the more you're going to get even more of a wide variety of things. Um, so I thought that was a really cool dimension. Things that I dislike, um, it is just hard to, it, sometimes it's, it can be hard to be funny. I think, if you, you know, <laughs> if you're writing the mm-hmm. cards and you know that eventually they're going to get randomized and you might get yours, you might get someone else's, you want it to be funny, but you don't want it to be too impossible either. Yep. And, you know, there's a fine line between being like funny and just being like, like dumb. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> stupid. And I, I don't know. I want... I, I my tastes with humor are such that I want to try to keep things funny and still a little smart. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a challenge. Yeah, um, this this is not the smartest of games. No, and I don't mean <laughs> to say it like that. Like I don't like have a stick up my ass about it or anything. But like I think I know what you mean. Like it would be easy to be like a cape, rocket boots, a yeah, spaceship. That's but what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. But you want like a little bit more detail. That's not like super specific. I exactly I totally yeah, feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And then I think the other thing I dislike is I think more or less what Manny said, that it can be hard in the moment to figure out how to use it. And mm-hmm. you have to just lean into the fact that, like, you got to use these. Yeah. So the weirder they are, the better. And you need to contrive a situation where that's going to occur. Yeah, and so I think when you lean into that, then it, it makes sense. Yeah, like with your with your really cool hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was, was great. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, incredible, incredible. I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah, uh, my, my, my likes and dislikes are, are two sides of the same coin, and I think it's a really cool coin. So uh, the as, as, a, as a GM of this game, I like that I can literally, like we, we, we had zero planning today. Uh, you literally do not know what you're going to get until you start. Um, the, the, some of the stuff I left out for y'all is that the plot's always the same um, based on the original like document, which is like a page and a half. Um, it just says, Hey, like his moon base is on the moon. They have to go there. Do it. So every time I play this game, I run this exact same scenario and it's never let me down. Um, dislikes is that the, the weight is really heavily on your shoulders as the GM to like, uh, make sure that the, that the bat, the battles as it were are cool and you have to put them together using random suggestions of your friends. It re- you really got to think in your feet. The players are doing the same, but you're doing it with four cards. I'm doing it with nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that lends into creativity. You have a limited pool to pull from, and therefore you got to do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, my review is a little bit biased on this one um, because my f- my friends and I. Tim's old college friends. Yep. <laughs> um, we use this as our drinking game. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever feels the most comfortable with storytelling at the time is the one who runs it. Um, Often me. <laughs> well, and the moments where you're not there, it's usually me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the entire point behind that is, yeah, it's the same exact story every time. And there's a lot of fluidity into how you get to pull cards as the person who's running the game. But really what I found was the most helpful is when you have someone who's there who's sitting at the table that really doesn't want to be into the storytelling, but still wants to be part of the fun. They go, I have this card and I'm going to use it. And I think it goes this way. (laughs) And it's, it happens over and over and over. And Sadie does this to me every time we play. And uh, one of the ones she played the, 
My Little Pony themed stripper, Twilight Spankle. <laughs> um, and she goes, and I don't know how it's going to beat that, but it's gotta. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, okay, well then. And so I just riffed off a little bit about yep. how apparently this guy was a secret brony. And now now he was totally <laughs> thrilled and, and just, he was no longer a problem because he was very excited about what's gonna, what was about to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I don't know, for me... It's almost a game of competitive storytelling where there is no loser. Right. Yeah. I, that I don't think I have a better way to describe it than that. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that because they're like, we didn't get into it super much, but I think there's a version of this game that you can play where like you're trying to one up everyone. Yeah. With yeah. how you play your cards. And like, if I were to play this again, that is something I would definitely want to lean into because I, agree I think with that. it's a lot of fun. Um, to try to, or if like you have two people fighting over which card they're wanting to play, mm-hmm. um, yep, I think that would be a lot of fun. I agree. Uh, so let's move it to the uh, the open discussion of uh, what do you think this game was trying to do, and what would you change? This game is trying to be, like I said, a fun game of silly storytelling. Um, if the table wants to be more serious about it, then they can lean into the darker tones and like the serious we are a superhero team and they can literally write down whatever they want, like mm-hmm. actual superhero powers. They can write it right in the green lanterns, green, green head. <laughs> that too. Yeah. yeah well, that's totally. a hard cut, to cut. spell. <laughs> yeah. No, don't cut that out. Um, but you can write out, you can write out whatever you want. You can be mm-hmm. as serious and specific or you can write bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's literally up to the person who draws the card. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fun, silly storytelling. It's simple. It's easy. And I think the game succeeded wildly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's perfect. I have no notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like part of it is like it's so simple that like any issues I had or could even think of with it would like depend on the table. Like. Yeah. I, I didn't really have any issues or like likes or like dislikes um, with this game, but if I did, I it wouldn't be the same if I played it with different people. Even if the four of us played it again, I mm-hmm. doubt it would be the same. Yeah, and that's what I think the game's real strength is: is like it's so simple that you can literally do anything with it, and it's not. Sometimes I get choice paralysis, mm-hmm. uh, and like having that much freedom is like terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have that with this. Um, yeah, it, it. I think. I think uh, the <laughs> writing writing the cards at the beginning is the most choice paralysis I get when I do this game. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, writing writing out eight different things at once is kind of a lot. It's not so much that it's preposterous, but it's a fair amount. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually play, you look at your three cards you have left or whatever and go, well, it's either it's one of these three or hopefully a friend can help. And if you can't come up with anything, you just sit there and go like anyone else got something. Uh, it's 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 a nice way to like the game has built in past the buck features mm-hmm. um, just by its very nature. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I might potentially change that was like a little difficult is i held off on a lot of my cards because like 
we only have four and once you ha- spend your four you you die and i didn't know how long the game was going to be so i didn't want to like blow through all four of my cards and then we still have 15 minutes left of gameplay and mm-hmm. code switches is dead in a corner yeah. um, <laughs> so and like we're, we're starting to see this with like a lot of the games we play in review is there's not a definite like win condition or like end of game condition mm-hmm. um so this could be a 10 minute game it could be a 30 minute game anywhere in between and so like that just made it difficult for me to know when to play my cards and when i needed to hold them i guess yeah yeah i would agree with that and i think if we consider like when i think about considering what this game is trying to do right like you were saying it like definitely is trying to create a fun party light collaborative silly storytelling game and and in that sense i think it completely succeeded and like its strengths as a light fun game is also potentially its challenge right because there's not a lot of structure on how to end it or um even like what dr magnet hands is trying to do like oh oh, him as him as a villain yeah him as a villain he's he's trying to do stuff yeah from his i like that and i I like that for sure and Mm -hmm. i think it's like a you get out of it what you put into it like i could Mm -hmm. see again like with the right or wrong table they would be like well i don't know what the goal is yeah originally i was gonna have like i had the card a nuclear bomb and i was Mm. like oh that's what dr magnet hands is gonna use i was like that's too dark gotta give it to the goose i think it's (laughs) also too easy like oh the magneto is gonna destroy the world with a magnet bomb oh yeah okay (laughs) yeah that makes sense i guess Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i i would the only thing i would change about this game is that the next time i play it i'm probably going to be drunk again uh this is the most sober i've ever played dr magnet hands and it feels different Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's i had i had a great time i i really enjoyed this game but for me this might be this might be me but for me I like playing Dr. Mighty Hands Rock. <laughs> I can definitely see that, but like, I also think it's not necessary. No, and a lot of not. like games that suggest drinking while dr- they don't really work if you try to play them sober. And I think that's, again, one of this is like one of this game's strengths is that it will work really good if you're tipsy or shit faced. And it also works really well if you're completely sober. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's uh, like, and I think that if you have a mixed party where some people are drinking and some people aren't this is a good game for that because it doesn't alienate one or the other you yeah know? I, agree. I agree it is so. interesting i feel like i think as all of us are very comfortable drinkers and have a fun time and and you know we're all adults i think we can definitely get a little blase and casual about like oh this is a drinking game or mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. some of the stuff would be more fun if it was drinking or whatever but i also do like i have a lot of friends who are sober and like I don't love the idea of like assigning drinking the, and drunkenness and alcohol as like a requirement yeah, for fun. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I would come I'm back. I'm fine to, with it, but that's me. Yeah. I don't like assigning that for other people. For sure, I would come back to saying this is a party game. Yes, it mm-hmm. fits in with that concept of the of the drinking game, but it's it. I think it works just as well sober. The key mm-hmm. thing is party. You're all yeah. there to have fun. You're there to let go, let go of your inhibitions, relax, be silly. I think for a lot of people, alcohol is the social lubricant that enables that. But mm-hmm. like the point is mm-hmm. you got to show up and be ready to have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, well, I and I think this can be that as well. Like, mm-hmm. 
this game can be the social lubricant and can be like sort of the bridge between, well, there are drinkers here, there are sober people here, and I don't want the sober people to feel like they're just here to drive people home. Like, this is a way to include them in that. So, like, if you do have parties where, like, you do have mixed drinking levels i guess right. is the way to say that <laughs> yeah. uh i would highly recommend this game because this is this is a good one for yeah. that yeah yeah i i actually want to cycle back to something pretty quick here um first off the next time i play it with you manny i'm going to be putting kenny rogers the gambler on here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but secondly when it comes to the win con i i have actually never read the rules of dr magnahan's um i have only been told them mm. uh it was twice by Tim, and then I ran it once without him there and guessed. Mm. But it, it works. It, it went great, right? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, yeah. when it comes to the WinCon, um, that comes down to the person who's running it. Mm-hmm. Like Tim does the okay. I pull nine cards, and I have to make them make them work. When I'm running it as the as the GM, I like to actually pull out six from the from the, from the bull, set them in front of me, and then I have to pick two or three whatever feels right at the moment. But the game generally works with a minion. A minion drops off the letter or message from Dr. Magnet Hands. Um, and the minion usually has a tool. So that's two cards down. Mm-hmm. Then there's a card spent to get into space. So that's three. Um, and then from there, um, depending on how many people are at the table, I will either say, okay, so now you have a problem either on the way or once you get to get to the moon base and then you have a minion before Dr. Magnet Hands. So if you're running a table with with three people, I would actually personally, if I if people aren't seeming like they're like unsure about how to play cards or they're not quite into the competitive storytelling yet, I would actually cut the game short. They make it to the they make it to the moon, they get to the moon base, and rather than go on the big explanation of the horseshoe horseshoe magnet shaped office building um i would just say they find dr magnet hands at his moon base mm-hmm. oh you have foiled my plans and he's mm-hmm. and he's there and he's ranting and so there's a total of five cards dropped right two yep. at the beginning one to get there two to beat dr magnet hands mm-hmm. and usually doing that quick like hey here's the way it goes here's the way it works the game's over in about 10 minutes mm-hmm. at which point everyone goes oh now i'm starting to see how it works they're ready to go round two you mm-hmm. still have all of the cards that haven't been used. Yeah, you hand out more sheets of paper for everyone. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, can play a second round with a different yeah. GM, yeah. and it would be a completely different game, and that's kind of cool. But yeah. exactly, same that thing. That is really cool. You can extend the, oh, dear. We lost a facial piercing. I'm just um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I put that <laughs> into the universe. A ribbon piece. No, it's um, But going from that quick first game to say, okay, so here's how it works – then you can take the second game and people are usually more into it. They get into that storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason I like this table so much is a really clean mohawk and a really cool hat were both used <laughs> in fantastical methods. Amazing. Um, like I was planning on using Captain Hemisphere as like I was expecting you've made it to the moon. How are you guys going to breathe? Right. And uh Trent's dad is actually Captain Hemisphere, so he taught him how what? to. What? So I, I was going to do that, or he had, a, he had a rocket or something like that. That's for season two. But the doom, the doomsday bot having extendo legs was fantastic. 
I, so, I was not was expecting no legs. I was not, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things is every time I played this game I go I don't tell people you need to pick a vehicle so that you can get to the moon when you're writing cards, make sure you put a vehicle down. I never say that. Never. Never. Yeah. Never. People but always, it always come works up, out. People always come up with the most ridiculous shit. We've had we've had, oh, I know a guy who drives a bus. I we've had <laughs> just like Right, that was Kevin. Yeah, Kevin who had a guy who drove a bus. Like Kevin yeah. drives the bus. We get on the bus, he drives to the moon. Don't worry about it. Like every time <laughs> we play it, it's ridiculous. And I uh, was expecting rocket shoes. From I Dubai. honestly was too, or like a transformer thing. But that's uh-huh. what's so good about like the term like Doombot or like Doomsday Machine. It can literally be anything, anything. and anything. everyone has like their own version of what a Doomsday Machine is. Is it a bomb? Is it a giant mech? Is it a thing that like turns people into fish? Who knows? It's Who knows? something. Could be it's something <laughs> that and, does like, do. Yeah, and that's like g- kind of going back to what you were saying, Max, about like being specific and also broad yeah um yep. which i think like is really really well works really well I like so that. uh we have one last question is would you table it or would you shelve it table table 100 percent table it i would absolutely table this game i will table this game more times than any other game i've ever played probably i love this game i feel like it well yeah i just feel like it i'm thinking about all the different times where i want to play games with people mm-hmm. often it's people who are also board game fans or ttrpg fans but not always i mean sometimes i'll i have other groups of friends that are not into tabletop games and sometimes i struggle with like you know if we're gonna have a game night or is something fun to do at a party like i don't always have a great arsenal of things to um use or you know i'm even thinking about like family like playing games with my parents yeah. and shit I, I've, this would I've be run, a game I've, that i could put with my parents and they would understand it i've run this for my parents my dad's very quiet. He had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, are we playing again? Is no, that we're, what this we're is not about? playing again. <laughs> what I did. This is something I like to do at the end of the night when we play this game. Okay. You have a whole bunch of cards, and this is where, sort of like at the end of Cards Against Humanity, people lay out their cards like, "I had this, and I wish I could have played it." Uh-huh. Yes. We have one spare. Who wants the extra? I'll take the extra. Okay. So Tim has three. All the rest of us have two. Tim, you start us off. We'll go right. around and each read off one of the, all one right, of the so ones. All right. So one that we what, didn't you was the, the, decla- sorry, the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I have Super Pizza Delivery Man right here. Amazing. I have one of my own that I was very proud of. It is Fridge Woman. <laughs> <laughs> fridge oh, Woman. No! Is that a dead body in a fridge? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's a doomsbot who is a refrigerator who can transform into a dead one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking good. I have lightning bolts with an exclamation point. <laughs> I have a costume with boob windows. Oh lord. <laughs> Dinosaur. Amazing. I have uh, Fridge Woman's alter ego, Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of mine. <laughs> Boob Windows was one of mine. Amazing. And I have a tragic backstory involving high heels. Oh, no. And then the last one is the ability to juggle a little bit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you can do like two balls, but that third one is like really yeah, that's where Do a third one for like else. three passes, baby. Yep. You can juggle, but only specific objects. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Table It. Uh, we should probably do, uh, do, we, do we have plugs we wanted to do? 
No plugs for no, me. No plugs. No plugs. No plugs. No plugs. All right. Thank you for listening to Table It. You can find us at micro underscore RPGs on Twitter or email us at micro RPGs at gmail.com. Please submit games you would like to hear us play with the subject line new game. Uh, our theme this episode is Chill Vibra Jazz Theme by Danny Dory. Thanks and have a great night. Peace out, y'all. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>